And we're live. Hey. Hey. Hi. We're back. Hi. Back and hey. better than ever. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. John, you weren't here last week, so I would love, because we had a big, long discussion, but I want to get your opinion on your thoughts with the whole Activision Xbox acquisition thing. Feels like it came out of nowhere. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, the bits and pieces I've seen here and there make me feel cautiously optimistic for, uh, the studio being run a little better because we already know that, uh, what's his name? Bobby Kotick has the leave when the sales complete next year. Uh, yeah. Oh, like $300 the, million dollars is pushing him out the door. I mean, yeah, I know that pisses me off, but there was no way he was ever going to get actual comeuppance. Let's be real. Yeah, for sure. True. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm mixed on it. Um, I have optimism, but then also today, I think there was announcement that Microsoft's trying to buy more studios and now I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm sure they're going to continue. No reason not yeah. to at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I need, I need to see actual results. Basically I can trust Phil yeah. Spencer because like he's done a good 180 with the brand, but I can only trust him so far. If that makes sense. Sure. Yep. Sure. I've like I need the, to see I need to see results before before I can feel assured. And the Activision stuff won't even like even begin until sometime next year. So we're away. Yeah, that's the thing. That. So like in like in the meantime, like they're still trying to get their unions going, and Activision's still trying to bust them up. So it's just like, <sighs> yeah, mm. right. Which yeah, that's we'll have that in the news later. But anyways, I just wanted to get your overall thoughts on the on the big thing from last week because yeah Yeah. we we spent like half the show just talking about that because that what a wild story that i would have never guessed yeah no i think all of us were pretty caught off guard um apart from that what have you guys been up to this week um i mean nothing that we won't be talking about in various forms of TDP plus TVP, just like a whole bunch your, your of whole shit life is that, content now is what you're saying. Uh, sometimes it kind of feels that way. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of does feel that way sometimes. I, I mean, t- like, to be fair, you did this to yourself. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I could walk I have, away I have at any quick, point, I guess. But I have a quick <laughs> uh, like TV uh, movie recommendation. I just want to get out there. Okay. On Netflix, there is a from the Ardman company. There's a stop motion Christmas special that kind of flew under everyone's radar last year. I just found out about it like two weeks ago called Robin Robin, uh, which is it's like 30 oh, minutes okay. long. Really nice and, and worth checking out. On the other hand, there's a stop motion movie that I watched last week um, from it was some European studio. I'd never heard of it before called The House. And that oh, it's, it's yeah. creepy and kind of fucked up. Yeah. So, uh, like, Paul, I think you would really like it. I've heard, well, I mean, you're the second person. So I to say I've heard good things about means I saw one person whose opinion I trust say it was good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like three stories all about this one specific house. And the first story is like a creepy quasi horror thing. Um, yeah. And the, the other One's two with are, cats or something. Yeah, that's, that's the last one. And they kind of get more whimsical as they go but the gotcha. first one man is just like like i was i was like is this is a scary movie this stop motion <laughs> weird puppet thing it's it is weird um 
So that it's also on Netflix. Again, that's called The House, if that sounds interesting to anybody. Cool. Um, well, if no one else has a, anything to mention, let's do the show. This is the Top Down Respective, January 27th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And John, we didn't get you last week, so why don't we talk about what you've been playing for the over the last two weeks? Not too much. I actually don't remember what I played the week before, to be perfectly honest. I don't think it was much of anything. Okay. But uh, this week, I finally got my VR setup fully done, so I can actually do VR whenever I want, and I can stream it now. This is so the Quest the first, 2, right? This is the Oculus Quest 2, yeah. So the first thing I did, of course, was play mini golf. How do yeah, you feel free. with the VR? Do you get the VR sickness at all? Like, how is that working for uh, you? It depends on yeah. what I'm doing. I haven't done it too much. Like, I'm still adjusting. Yeah. And I had to get uh, prescription lenses for my Quest 2 because it would, like, the glasses were pressing down on the lenses and it just became this nightmare. It's just been way easier with prescription lenses put on the headset. Sure, yeah. But um, how do you get that? Is it from, like, a third party? Yeah, a bunch so, of sites offer that a feature. You have to give them an actual prescription, though. Like, they have to have show proof that you went to an actual optometrist. Oh, that's so weird. Why do they care? Because I don't know if they want to just make sure people aren't just reselling things or they want to make sure they're getting it actually accurate. They probably also don't want to deal with, like, this is the wrong, like, customer complaints, yeah. returns, refunds, any of that shit. They want yeah, to imagine someone just kind of winging their prescription. I guess, I, but but like, what is what is that from the consumer? Like, if I'm the person trying to rip them off, and I say, "Oh, here's my prescription. I'm going to type it out to you," and then they send me something that doesn't work for my eyes. Like, what what is how is that beneficial to me? Why would I even do that? Well, then you have to go through return policy, and I guess they just don't want to deal with that at all. So I guess, but I'm also wasting my own time. Like, what <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> I want to waste my time. God damn it! You're not letting yeah. me. Yeah, I'm going to waste my own time and taking it down. Other, it keeps them from producing things for other people at that point, too. Like, it's actually tying up the actual process, so I get it. Okay. Yeah. Either way, um, Paul, was, what was your actual question, though? Did I even answer that? Oh, oh, no, I was just wondering how, like, your adjustment period is going, because this is this sounds like kind of the first, like, real hurrah you've had with a yeah. game for a it, while. It, it depends on the game. So the weird issue yeah. I had uh, is I'm assuming it's because maybe my, my GPU and CPU weren't keeping up. Like I was streaming yesterday and then the frame rate tanked for the headset. The yeah. Do you have one of those Oculus cables like this? The link specifically? I don't have the like, do you mean like a specific cable or I just a cable for it? I have a cable for it. Yeah, I was, I was trying the air link the other day, though. Yeah, there's a brand yeah. new cable called like the Oculus Link to give the headset more power. They recommend oh. that one because it is just like a high information load cable or whatever compared to I tried that, but ones. it was USB C to USB C and I don't have a C port. So I got a USB C to USB A cable and was using that. Oh, I see. Okay. The reason I ask is because I have the same issues depending on which game I'm playing with it. Mm. Uh, I found weirdly that the air link seems to work better the like wireless one than the actual plugging into the computer for me and i don't know why that is it depends like i said for the vr it or for the mini golf it didn't but then like i use it for vr chat as well and it works fine okay maybe it's a game specific thing then even 
Sure. My, I just might have to tweak some settings, but yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you need a whole new computer so you can get this USB-C port. Hey, there you go. That's all I got to do. Yeah, that's it. Go. Yep. But yeah, no, I played Walkabout Mini Golf, which apparently is one of the highest rated VR games currently. And uh, it's pretty good. It's just like if you like mini golf, that is some mini golf ass mini golf. It comes with like seven or eight courses right away. And then you unlock harder versions of them once you play like a, a full game on them. So it comes with like 14 or 16 default courses of 18 holes each. And then there's a bunch of DLC packs you can you can get and supposedly they're still working on more but like it works pretty good supports up the five players in private lobbies uh, the actual physics seem pretty good okay it's a little weird to get used to at first because obviously you're not actually hitting a ball with a putter so it just doesn't quite feel right but you, like once you yeah. get used to it it works pretty well maybe to help you could you could break out the old uh we uh, peripherals where they sold those I've, little... I thought about that I'm like would that make a difference like I'm still holding a controller so I still have that part even it's like a doubt wool or like anything would make a difference I think just to have the feel of something resisting yeah, yeah just get like a just get like a nine iron just bring it down there yeah. and swing it around I mean the only problem is like I don't feel like hitting the ball so of course like I'm like oh shoot did I use too much power or did I use not enough yeah. Well, so if you want the full experience, you're going to have to get yourself a ball on like a rubber band <laughs> that you attach to the ground because you don't want to like knock. OK, a b- no, ball he's actually the, OK. This idea yeah. was better than I thought it was going to be. Actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you can get the full resistance and then you just got to hope it doesn't come back and hit you in the leg. This was True. a better idea than I expected. I'm it not was. Going. Yeah. I thought he was actually just going to basically say, just make mini golf in your home, which is the yeah. actual I mean, easy. Well, solution. I'm one step away from there. <laughs> sooner or later, you just got to make a he's, mini he's golf right. Course. He is one step away. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can see the the shitty future tweet now of somebody on like a mini golf course with a VR headset on playing. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, a legal way to say that you have the copyright for that, though. People have to pay you rights now yeah. if they make Plan- that thing. patent pending. Right, yeah, just say I'll, patent uh, pending. I'll yep. print off this this video podcast this one podcast. frame at a time, put it in and mail it to myself. Yep, there you go. that's how you do it. Yeah, but that that's fun. Mini golf game's fun. Played a bunch of that. There's uh there's extra different colors for balls around each hole, so you can go search around on a mini scavenger hunt. And then when you unlock like the harder versions of each course, there's an actual scavenger hunt with like hints you need to figure out. And then you go around finding like let's say like twelve bottles of with notes in them or like twelve little uh origami foxes that have notes in them, and they unlock special clubs for you. So like my club is actually also a sword. Like it's got like a scabbard and everything. Cool. Classic. Yeah. So do you own this through the Oculus store or is no, this I have this Steam? on Steam. I'm using VR okay. link for this or Steam. Yeah, VR. Okay. Because I just looked yep. it up. It's also on that store as well. Yeah. The only Oculus game I have like Oculus store specific is Resident Evil 4. And I was yep. supposed to play that last night on stream, but we were running late. So. Sure. I was once playing mini golf as a kid. I think it was like my birthday and my friend was like being extra goofy by pretending he's going to like really hit the ball really hard. Like he's golfing, but I was standing right beside him and he whacked me in the eye. Mm. Oh, like my God. eyebrow area, huge lump there. Happy birthday to me. Oof. I'm Jesus. assuming that's kind of what your game experience is like. Oh yeah, totally. I hit yeah. myself right in the face. Yeah. I actually kept <clears throat> smacking into the microphone a bunch. So nice. Sure. I don't have a proper headset mic <laughs> for it or didn't have it set up rather. So, 
just just, like a, just for my own curiosity which uh way did you go about streaming it did you go through the oculus uh casting method or did you go through like a video capture uh i just captured the game itself and then put my webcam on through so steam I was actually wearing it so i just did through steam yeah okay. i just i just put the actual game that booted up through steam vr into OBS. yeah okay cool. got to mount the, oh, yeah. the microphone on the end of a boom stick and then get reese down there oh yeah there you go Bo- boom there mic you go. style you know that'd be pretty great there you go <laughs> but like falling your if you ha- if you want to stream like resident Evil 4 anything that's on the headset itself you have to use their their weird ass like stream it to a website and then capture that website footage thing it's really weird it is it works surprisingly well but it is very weird yeah, yeah. isn't there a way to just like have it relayed like what you're looking at show up on like a tv screen and then you just yeah. stream like you're regularly doing it Yep, you can do that too. It, okay. You can basically Chromecast like type thing to your uh, the Oculus thing on your mobile device is one way. You can do it to a Chromecast <clears throat> on your TV if that has one, and uh, through their browser, it's like Oculus.com slash like stream or something like that, and it just literally pops up there if you allow it to. Nice. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so played a bunch of mini golf, played VR chat, which that is a ride and a half. Sure. Uh, I did it on stream. I did on stream with chat, so that was just chaotic. And uh, I was playing this game for the past week or so called Vampire Survivors. It's not a VR game. This is an actual Steam game. So I've heard some good things about this, but every screenshot makes this look terrible. What is this? (laughs) This is basically Smash TV meets Castlevania. You're okay. Yeah. So you're a Castlevania like character. It's like a parody character of Castlevania characters. Like your first character is basically Simon Belmont. He has a whip that just attacks on a timer. Uh, It's an auto attack game where like no matter what your character just is attacking. All you have to worry about is moving and uh, you kill monsters and level up and then that unlocks more weapons. You can carry up to five weapons at a time and five relics at a time. The weapons okay. are all parodies of Castlevania weapons, so it's like, okay, holy water, as they call it, Santa water. Um, you get the cross, you can get the axe, you can get uh, the reflector shot, you can get uh, skeleton bones, you can get pigeons that shoot homing missiles, like all this other nonsense. And then you can get relics that up your attack strength, that give you more experience, that get you more gold and stuff like that. And it's basically just about surviving for 30 minutes against like an increasing uh, constantly repeating an increasing wave of enemies so it just becomes okay. like this hectic like bullet hell kind of game but at the same time like when you get a good build like you are invincible and it's just satisfying just mowing down like waves and waves of enemies this is early access this isn't even fully out yet wow. yeah no this okay. is very early access but it also has like this ridiculous amount of reviews that are all positive i think it last i looked it had 99 uh, overwhelmingly positive after almost six thousand reviews on steam like that's insane yeah on steam it has eleven thousand seven hundred ninety eight overwhelmingly positive 99 percent. holy shit wow. it's almost doubled it's since doubled. last yeah. time and I, I streamed yeah. this for the first time Saturday. So in a week, yeah. it's doubled. I have heard about this from some other people. Like, I've seen the name. And then yeah. I looked up a screenshot. I'm like, what are they talking about? This looks terrible. But it's fun. I mean, the, the game, way you like, it you can tell fun, it's right? early access, but the gameplay is really solid. It's fun. It's a fun time waster. It sounds kind of like a mobile game, which is good. Like, uh, fine. 
I like can see that. I can see that as a comparison. Yeah. But like the only the only control you need to worry about is moving and then like just turning on, like picking your ability when you level up. It's just, it's just fun yeah, just seeing fun. you can survive against the waves. You get you earn currency so you can unlock more characters and upgrade more abilities and weapons. And well, they seem like to be updating bucks. it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hella cheap too. Yeah. Okay, that this makes sense now to me. Yeah. I thought it was maybe like a ten dollar thing or something. No, no, but no, no. yeah, it's like okay. three Canadian, two bucks U.S. It's it's good. I highly recommend it. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's uh, maybe I'll check that's that out. That's all been playing basically. Survivors. Paul, what about you? Um, I decided on a whim to finally get into the Momodora series, specifically because I wanted to play Reverie in the Moonlight, which is the fourth game in the series uh, that came out about five years, or I guess six years ago now. Um, so when I, I was looking at that, I was like, well, why don't I just play the first three? Because I heard they're short, and that's what I did. So I've played Momodora 1, 2, and 3, and it's been kind of cool seeing how that series has progressed from that I think originally dude to the his company that like he's put together around it eventually because I think it was just him and maybe a couple other people for the first one. It's very, very basic. Um, and it plays more like Cave Story, the first one. Like, yeah, I was say, isn't it the first one technically not even a Metroidvania? Like they're very different. It's very much like a Cave Story. Th- it's very linear, uh, different levels, and every level has kind of like a bunch of rooms that you have to platform your way through and kill enemies to get through and you have gun different types of guns that do different sort of things it's very cave story-esque in a lot of ways very obviously very inspired by that and then the second one kind of takes some of those ideas and turns it into a small metroidvania and then the third one became kind of a bigger metroidvania and then the fourth one which is the one i'm going to be playing next uh the one that most people probably know about because that's the one that like you've seen on steam or whatever reverie in the moonlight uh, that is a full-fledged Metroidvania. This is like what we're doing now sort of thing. So I'm excited to get to that uh, because for one thing, that has full screen. You can full screen that one and it has just native controller support that works and the other ones kind of don't. <laughs> so hmm. I had to go through Joy to Key to map some like keyboard stuff because they're very much just itch.io games. And that you use a keyboard and even on the pages, it's like, sorry, controllers is not supported. Use these programs if you want to use one, that sort of thing. That series is great, though. It's uh, I'm very happy with uh, what I've been playing with that and seeing the progression within like I think I've been playing one a night because they're extremely short and uh obviously these were made within years of each other so of course like i'm just seeing the progression through like real quick time here but it's been crazy how that those ideas have been progressing and getting better every time into like a full product which is the next one i'm going to be playing uh i highly suggest people check that thing out those the first two games are free on itch.io they're like for whatever you want to pay for them but they're free uh on his site as well and then um i believe the third one is on sale right now but it's even normally it's like a couple bucks it's nothing essentially and i don't know if the other ones are on sale right now because i own them so i can't see if they're on a discount or whatnot but if you like metroidvania games those are easy to knock out in a night or like a weekend or whatever. And they're pretty cool. 
it's always fun um, going like through all of yeah. like a game series but it can be hard because they're typically a lot longer with these being like an hour long it's like actually doable. yeah the last time i did that was with Mega Man zero uh one to four and those were like seven to ten hours each uh casually so th- that was definitely much more of a, a process to go through those but um it is Momodora fun. three and four are on sale right now on the Steam Lunar New Year sale. Like it's it's like four dollars Canadian right now to buy Momodora four. And you were saying That's there's really a good. there's a fifth like a kind of a an offshoot one. Yeah, there's a, the most recent one is called Minoria M I N O R I A made by the same people same company. And uh, it came out in 2019, so that's the most recent one. That's the fifth release, and they're that, looking. That's the 3D one, right? I don't know because I haven't really looked into it. I know I own it because it was part of a bundle at some point, but I don't know which one. <laughs> but yeah, I know I own it. I haven't really looked into it yet. Um, it is. It doesn't look 3D I th- from these screens. I think though. it's still a 2D one that yeah. uses maybe like. 3d rendering assets for it's a different ish art style it's less pixely um it, it yeah that one looks good too. yeah no i see momodora moonlit farewells also in the works right now there's a trailer that's, and everything on steam yeah that's what actually kicked all of this off is that i saw that that was a he announced that uh they're working on that or whatever or that the steam page for that is now up which i didn't know that was even being worked on yeah and then there's, there's I trailers to, and everything it looks gorgeous it does and then i was like oh right i need to play that other one that's on steam and then i looked into it more i was like oh the other ones are easy enough to like find i might as well just play through all of them because they're short looking and uh yeah it's been really really cool that series is very very good and if you like metroidvania games i'd you shouldn't sleep on them. They're super cheap. They're really easy to get through and they're just fun. They're very good. Uh, I played a game last night called sucker for love. First date. Now, okay. This sounds this is like an, an Eld- FMV game. This is an Eldritch horror dating simulator, visual novel with waifus of elder gods. Okay. Um, I should preface this by saying it does have like, tropey cutesy anime dating sim things part of it there is no nudity uh at all so like you don't have to worry about any of that stuff uh it is very violent there are like eldritch horror things going on of your character sometimes losing his mind like self-mutilation just blood and gore and viscera like it gets oh god fucked in some spots so just as a warning if you like visual novels and dating sims and stuff like that this is one of those and it has some cool things going for it but it also very playfully will kill you your character it's kind of more Um, in the line of like a doki doki literature club yes uh definitely not like as serious as a doki doki i would say but yes it is silly. it's still the writing is still uh silly and uh fun the writing is actually quite good there's a lot of dumb little like dad jokes in there and just kind of fun weird thing plays on i can't really even describe it because i'll ruin some of the funner like moments and stuff that game but basically you are a 
dude who is trying to get a smooch from an elder god that you saw in one of these like horrific dreams that you had years ago actually so yep. so you get like the ritualist like sacrificial dagger and the robe and all that sort of stuff and like perform a ritual to summon this creature who is sexy cthulhu essentially um and you are trying to smooch her and huh. doing so may or may not bring the end of all things. <laughs> so anyway, that's chapter one. Chapter two is that they add another elder god into the mix who is that character's sister. And there's a whole weird like double dating thing going on there where you're like doing stuff to like date one of the elder gods while doing stuff to date the other one while the other one's like not available or whatever. It's weird. Um, the gameplay mechanic is that you have a ritual book and this book has different rituals you have to perform to like basically keep them happy or like to do things for them. Like, and uh, th in the ritual book, there's things that you need to perform the ritual. So like one of them might be do this with like, red lit candles with no lights except whatever while wearing the robe and stuff like that and so you have to kind of mix and match and kind of do exactly it's like a cookbook for dating elder gods essentially and like what you have to do in there uh th and that's kind of like cute and fun to begin with but then i think the thing that's really interesting is in the third secret act or chapter they take that and make a huge gameplay element of you are trying to survive being like essentially like having your mind flayed by a fucking another god essentially is that and what the, the kids book are is like these days and the book is uh telling you how to like perform ritualistic counter evils to counter the things that are like trying to kill you and it's that thing is really really good sucker for love first date is surprisingly like just amazing in a way i wasn't expecting uh and it's like four hours long it's pretty cheap but if that right if on. any of that sounds interesting to you again there's even a trigger warning at the very beginning of like self-harm mutilation blood and gore and stuff like that it is not a kid's game and it is very like it's playful but instead of boobs and gore and stuff like that they go for just ruining like your mind <laughs> stuff it's cool it's so up my alley it's it hurts it's so good i mean regular dating will ruin your mind am i right fellas oh hey that's all i've been playing cool i oh, started before, sorry before yep. sean hops in uh i looked it up why i was confused about momodora uh yeah, yeah momodora 5 was 3d and then they yeah. canceled the project and they they started working on that one that paul was talking about instead Gotcha. Okay, I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah, so Minoria became what was supposed to be a 3D platformer in Momodora 5. And there's there's footage cool. out there of it. And that's what I saw, but I saw it before the cancellation. So that was the confusion. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Cool. I started uh, Nobody Saves the World. Uh, Paul talked about this last week. Um, this game is utterly delightful. I like it quite a bit. Uh, if you like seeing the numbers go up, just getting a, <laughs> like an ungodly amount of silly quests sent your way and constantly pausing the game to turn those quests in because you hit 50 guys with this one attack and then you hit 100 guys with this other attack like that that's the game for you um it has co-op like hell yeah, yeah. it's got online co-op i think i heard it doesn't have local co-op 
which is which is yeah, kind of weird. It's weird because even the way the online co-op works, if player two leaves the screen for th- over for like they have a three second countdown and then they just get killed. So they, they're locking you to one screen, which is a very local yeah. co-op kind of thing to do so that they yeah. don't have to make like split screens. So it's like it's like built for local co-op, but they just don't offer it. That is weird. Is that yeah. such I'm so curious. And again, that I just kind of heard weird. this like secondhand knowledge, like uh, my co- my friend I was playing co-op with was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was reading that they don't have local co-op. And I was like, I guess the main menu does say online co-op whenever we launch this. But I'm very curious from like a development standpoint, why they weren't able to put in local co-op, because I would assume that would be the easier one to implement. And it would almost be like you need this step before you get to online co-op. And they but, did local co-op before with Guacamelee, so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Super weird. Um, but anyways, online co-op, so that's great. Um, and it helps with a lot of the stuff because a lot of the challenges are like, you got to use this special kind of attack, um, but you have a couple right. of options to do it so we can kind of split amongst ourselves. It also allows us to go through the form tree faster because we're each of us are like taking a section and working on those simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, do you both get credit for the challenges or does it only go to host or like, how does that work? We both get credit. So like okay, the form, like when we do a challenge, we'll get like the form points and yeah. each of us can use the forms like we share that. So we get both credit and then we also get yeah. your like character le- uh, le- levels up and we're ba- we're pretty much one character that just happens to be split in two. Like it's basically uh, like interesting. It, okay. It's basically like in, in Halo when you're playing co-op, it's like, hey, there's four Master Chiefs here. But as far as the game's concerned, there's one Master Chief here. Do you share like a start, like a menu start screen sort of thing? Like, does he ha- if he wants to do something, does he have to be like, OK, hold on, I need to switch forms or get this or whatever. anytime either of us open the the menu, it pauses the game for the other person and they okay. can then watch what we're doing. So often we're going in and being like, OK, and like talking about which things we should be equipping to. to our that is weird stuff. because literally what you're <laughs> describing is if you play like a co-op game through the Steam share, like remote play, essentially like a couch co-op game and yet that doesn't have couch co-op is yeah, very that's odd. so weird i'm not saying it's hey where's odd. my couch co-op because i wouldn't be using it i'm just i'm just so surprised that it, it has online co-op and then specifically does not have local co-op <laughs> i haven't weird. experienced that one um, yeah but it's good i think the writing is great there's like some really good jokes in there um so so that was pretty enjoyable and i'm also just like glad to see more from that team drink box um, yeah. I liked the guacamelee games. You know, I played shank back in the day, but they did so much. Don't starve. Uh, and I just wasn't mm-hmm. into that. So it's nice that they made another game that I'm really into. I also think it looks Wait, fantastic. Did you, did you switch to clay suddenly there? Cause that's not all drink box. Oh, did clay do no, don't starve? Didn't drink box do a survival game for a while. What am I thinking of? I'm looking up. I thought I, I knew them only for guacamelee. Maybe. Oh, well then I'm I glad that- severed. No, I liked Severed too. I was totally mistaken. I've liked and I've enjoyed everything Drinkbox is doing. So there you go. Yeah, Tales from Space, Guacamelee, Severed, Guacamelee Two. Nobody saves the world. So Clay did Shank though, right? Clay yeah. did Shank, and Clay also did Don't Starve. Okay. I I just yeah. combined those two. I guess it's kind of similar art styles a little bit. Maybe that's why I the like hand drawn cartoon look yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. My mistake. Sorry to all of all the developers at Clay and and Drinkbox who are watching this show right now. 
Uh, uh, Clay everyone. didn't eat N plus apparently. So oh, they did the engine for the handheld ones. Sugar Rush, Buff Shanks, Mark of the Ninja, Don't Starve, Invisible Mark of the Ninja Ink, rocks. Don't, Star- Don't Starve Together, Oxygen Not Included, Hot Lava, and Griftlands. All right, Griftlands. All right, Griftlands. Okay, so wow. since I've clearly like combined these two studios into one studio, are they both in Vancouver or is only one of them? Uh, Clay's in Vancouver. Okay, uh, yeah, Clay is. I thought Drinkbox was in Ontario. They are in Toronto. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. So I've been thinking of like Clay for a lot of it. All right. Oh, okay. But hey, you know, both Canadian. So shout out to uh, the good the good guys over there. Shout um, to Canada. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, nobody uh, says the world is great. So many really carrots good. on a stick. Every time you think you've done one, three more pop up. I do also <laughs> like, you know, the end of the, the form tree is a dragon and you have to upgrade the egg. <laughs> this oh, like yeah. quasi useless <laughs> form. Um, yeah. Just like those nests, right? That's like, I think you, thing. I think, but they, I think you can fight with them. We actually haven't tried the nests oh, do okay. upgrade it significantly, but I think it does get attacks because you can put some of its skills onto other characters, meaning you could use those yeah. skills. So, um, I really like the bodybuilder. That's probably my favorite one. Super useful. Okay. gets so much health and also is just hilarious to look at. Um, fair enough. I'm trying to think of some of the, what were some of the ones you loved, Paul? I liked any of the ones that just had like I didn't have to change for movement stuff. So I liked the uh, the mermaid because I didn't have to go to another form. Like whenever I got to water, I could just keep moving. I ended up just using the um, the like slime dash for a lot of stuff to just move through that world really quickly and poison shit with the slug. Uh, the horse is pretty useful because you get that. that the horse is attack. OK. Yeah, like the horse part of it. I also like because the horse attacks backwards that you're just running through these dungeons backwards. Yeah, which is pretty enjoyable. Um, I thought the magician was pretty funny because he's like a busker magician. We kept thinking like it was going to be like a mage. And then it's just yeah. this shitty wi- wizard or not even wizard. This shitty magician that's in his main attack is like pick a card. <laughs> it was pretty good. I like that. It's a good game. It's very funny. And I think it looks really nice. Uh, I, I love the art style of it. Yeah, more people should be talking about that game. I think that's a very good game for how little it's on, uh, it's on Game getting. Pass. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, uh, I finished. Uh, well, I, I, I finished the Great Ace Attorney one, so I'm halfway through that collection. Um, just just putting that out there. That game's great. Looking forward to starting two, but I am pausing my time with Great Ace Attorney for a bit because there's some other visual novels I want to get to beforehand, and I only have so many. 15 minute blocks before I go to bed to fill with stuff right now. But yeah, thumbs up for Ace Attorney uh, to nobody's surprise. All right, that's all I've been playing. Why don't we talk about some news? Do you guys remember Hyperscape? Yeah, terrible game. Uh, Ubisoft's free to play Battle Royale. They are closing it down. Yeah, it makes sense. It was garbage. I wasn't a, a huge fan of it. It was hard, though, like because the, the movement was so fast and the verticality of everything. It makes sense, though. I haven't heard anyone talking about this game in months. So it is going to be shut down as of April 28th. OK, uh, Steam Deck, we've got some more news about that. Specifically, we're getting a launch date of it. It is coming February 25th. 
Okay. And then people who like put in their like deposit pre-order thing uh, will get, have 72 hours from when they get emailed to f- purchase the rest of it. And then after that, you'll get shipping on when that's coming out. Uh, Steam also went out and announced, or not Steam, I should say Valve, went out and announced um, that they have put out like they've in, they've updated the way their cloud saving will work so that it will be more switch like um specifically what will happen and it's an api that developers will have to put into their game but in, when the when the steam deck is getting put to sleep before it goes to sleep sleep it'll update to the cloud so that you can then pick it up on a different console or not a different console on your computer or a different platform and continue from where makes you were sense at. it's not yeah. like a one-to-one like the switch where it is like just like a save state it is still dealing with like an actual save file so you might like get pushed back to the checkpoint but it should be you know faster than typical cloud saving on steam because right now i believe you have to like exit out of the game for the cloud save to happen when moving uh machines now just putting the system to sleep will force a cloud save update which yes it definitely does make sense over at bloomberg a report came out from sources familiar so you know not 100 percent sure but this is what they're reporting. The next three Call of Duties are going to be on all platforms, or I should say specifically will also be on PlayStation platforms. Right, uh, probably contracts is, that they're fulfilling. Right. Sure. So specifically Call of Duty for this year, 2022, Call of Duty for next year, and then they mentioned a Warzone 2 in 2023, which is okay. surprising to me. I would I didn't expect them to like sequelize Warzone as opposed to just Warzone continues to evolve. <clears throat> Probably yeah. planning for like a future engine or change or anything like that. Maybe or, or just some big some update or, that's coming. Yeah, like exactly. I can't imagine them actually coming out with a Warzone 2. Anyways, after 2023, it becomes hazier on uh, exactly which platforms Call of Duty will show up on. So makes sense yeah only time will tell yep speaking of uh, activision we and prefaced this earlier in the show john mentioned the uh unionization going on at raven software um if people remember they the bunch of qa testers had were asking activision blizzard to uh, voluntarily uh, approve the union or or uh, not not approve what's the word i'm looking for They're like, going to break it up like no form. No, they they formed the union and you need Activision Blizzard to recognize to recognize the it. Union. There we go. Yeah. Activision Blizzard has chosen not to recognize the union. Big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and instead, what Raven Software is doing is they're working on hiring a lot of those if to step back even further if you remember one of the reasons they were starting this union is a bunch of them got laid off all at once after like months and months of saying hey we're gonna bring you on yada yada then they just kind of dropped a whole bunch of them yeah um, so raven software just came out and said look we're working on bringing them in and they are also implementing in team qa which is kind of a double-edged sword here. I'm seeing kind of reports for this and against this. So the idea at the moment 
is previously the way Raven Software and a lot of game studios worked is the QA department was its own department. It was it was its own team that would be kind of at like, you know, the end of the pipeline, right? And then that leads to a lot of it be, them being treated like second class citizens, yada, yada, yada. The way that in team QA works is they break up that department and that each team now has their own QA testers. So like our team gets a QA person, you know, the engine team gets a QA person stuff like that. Uh, the articles I was reading Blizzard or not Blizzard, sorry, Bioware follows this this method. So it's positive in some ways because it's giving kind of more leverage to the QA team now because now they're separated. Now they're seen as part of the team as opposed to this kind of offshoot. The other side of this is it's a tactic for breaking up union building strategies by instead of having a core group of people together talking to one another, they have now broken up that team and disperse them throughout the company, making it harder for them to form together and kind of speak as one. So double-edged sword, you know, we'll kind of see what comes with from that. Uh, hopefully it's going to go in the right way for these people. I'm glad to hear people are getting hired on full time. That's definitely better for them on an individual level. Yep. But there you go. Um, probably some of the biggest news this week was the Star Wars announcement coming out of Respawn. Did you guys see any of this? Nope. EA announced they're working on three Star Wars games. Okay. At the moment. One and all of them are coming from Respawn Entertainment. Pretty uh, big. One <laughs> being the sequel to the Star Wars Jedi franchise. Okay. Um, the second being a first person shooter. And the okay. third is just being overseen by Respawn. Um, it's actually being uh, developed by Bit Reactor, a real time strategy game. Oh, OK. Hmm. Uh, kind of interesting. This is also going to be the last Star Wars games that EA will be doing. And they basically came out and said that there will not be a Battlefront three. Okay, sure. Um, as we know, we've so already going seen to be Star Wars XCOM, essentially, or something somewhat maybe yes, similar. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I liked the Jedi one, so I'm excited about a sequel to that. We'll have to see yeah. what the uh, the first person shooter one is like. Um, but this is the last three that EA is doing, as we had talked about previously and was announced previously. The Star Wars license for games is the exclusivity with EA was ending. And we've already have several other Star Wars properties being developed out of other uh, departments. You can think of the one at um, Massive, Ubisoft's team that does uh, The Division. They're working on a Star Wars game. And I'm blanking on the name of the studio, but they did Heavy Rain, Quantic, Quantic Dreams. They We even saw a trailer for theirs at the Game Awards, was it? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So there's already stuff being announced from other studios. I'm excited for Star Wars Jedi 2. I liked that first one game quite a lot. Yep, me too. Uh, all right, just some quick hits here. The Epic Game Store is going to continue to give away games throughout the rest of 2022. Cool. Yeah, I'll take it. 
Why not? Yeah, right now, Deus Ex Machina, or sorry, Damon X Machina is their current free game. Yep. Yep. A game I've been curious about on the Switch for a while, so that's cool. They announced Crisis 4. Any Crisis fans here? I love Crisis. That series is great. So you're excited for a fourth one? I guess. They didn't all. Is there like an actual trailer? Because I saw like a screenshot and a tweet. Okay, yeah. So I don't care until I see. We're working on Crisis 4. Yeah, no, I don't care till I see something. Um, it's the announcement and, of the announcement. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one is The Rock says, quote, we're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that I've played for years. What game do you think The Rock is bringing to the big screen? It's God of War, Gears of War. It's one of the of wars. There's no it's way. Gotta, it's I was going to say, it's oh, I think it's okay. God of War. I think it's God of War. God of War makes the most sense. He's literally built like Kratos. He, he, like, he makes like the Kratos. most sense. Um, also, Sony is like really into like bringing their properties onto different like media at the moment, right? That's a good point. Oh my god, this picture of him as Mega Man, Rock Man. <laughs> Holy shit! God, oh, man, that, that's a classic. Did you see the picture of him as uh, getting over it guy? No, that sounds great too. <laughs> it's to a point where the actual like creator, like ben, I guess Bennett Foddy or, or whoever, literally yeah. said like if like if anyone can actually get the Rock involved in a project on this, I will literally give away the licensing rights for this movie for free. <laughs> I don't. He's like, I don't care if you have Mark Wahlberg be the pot. Like, just give the Rock's involved. It's free. Oh, that's pretty Mark good. Is the pot. Uh, Paul, do you have a guess on what what game you think it could be? I had no idea. When saying like Gears of War, God of War, either one of those seems plausible to me. God of War seems plausible. Okay, let's say, okay, you can't pick either of those two. Pie in the sky, all three of us. What game do you want him to bring to the screen? And he's Tetris. starring. Tetris, 100%. Oh, oh yeah, that's pretty is good. He, which one is he like the square block? No, he he's the guy. He's the fish out of water guy who can't seem to get his life together. But he works at uh, like a not a factory, a warehouse, and he's really good at packing things really well and efficiently. So then it becomes a case where like there's these meteorites that are falling from the sky, but they're magic meteorites that seem to be doing destruction. But if they've been lined up in a row, they somehow disappear. So his skills are suddenly brought in to use this experimental like spaceship to in midair connect them together so they disappear before they hit the earth. So he, it's basically, um, what's that movie with Bruce Willis? Apo uh, not Apocalypse. Um, Armageddon. Oh no, why can't they remember it? The asteroid movie with Bruce Willis and Armageddon? Ben Affleck and all that. Armageddon. Oh, thank Armageddon. You. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically Armageddon meets, I guess, some sci-fi movie for Tetris. That's okay. what I want. All right, Paul, you have to do one better. Up, up the score. I was just going to say, like, Super Turrican or something. I don't know. Put him in a fucking metal suit and have him fly around. Watch it be Contra. <laughs> Watch it be a Contra. Oh, man. Movie. Yeah, like, just a war movie, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what would, yeah, but on the same lines, you know what would suck is if it's, like, a Far Cry movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's right? already like, a yeah. Far Cry movie, though. Yeah, there well, is. they do another one. I mean, they did two, they did two Hitman movies. Maybe they do another Doom. Oh, they did. I forgot they did. Yeah, they did. I saw that first one in theaters. Apparently that's... I haven't seen either of them. Apparently that second one is abysmal. I've heard the I second one was terrible. I thought the first one was okay. Paul, this I don't might remember be some the good first TDP one. fodder. 
We should remember this. Yeah, Hitman. All right. Yeah. <laughs> most biggest, most badass games to the screen. See, that's I don't think it could be Tetris. I don't think he would describe Tetris as most. Badass no, it's not. Games. It's absolutely not. I think God of War and Gears of War are really the, the answers. Halo is the only other one I can think of. Since well, they're already, ma- they're already making a show on Paramount Plus. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like, it, I don't think that's it. God of War just makes too much sense. So if they do God of War, where do you think they start in the story? Is he like angry Kratos from like God of War 1? Or is he like... I bet I Whoa. bet it is... I bet it's God of War 1, 2, and 3 mixed together with like a kind of a flashback deal from the current oh, one. Sure. That makes the most sense to me because it's like him telling his son the entire thing or. Well, because in the oh, in, first, in the trilogy, he had a, a wife and daughter. Remember, he already yeah. had a kid. Yeah. But they died like immediately in the first game. So. Well, it was all in like, flashback stuff. I think it was like because of him or something. And that's partially why yeah. he's real angry and killing all yeah. the gods or something like that. I can't quite God of, yeah, it's got to be God of War. I'm going to be shocked if it's not God of War. All right, that's going to do it for news. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send in a question, top down respective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Paul, would you like to start us off? I would yeah. actually like to start off because I actually got mail. Holy oh, shit. Holy shit. All right. It's from Oogie McTalk, who says, uh, question for Top Down Perspective. Have you ever sent fan mail to a celebrity? No. Does, like, Game Pro Magazine count as I mean, if you consider them a celebrity, then sure. I bet at the time, little Paul did, and I want to know what you sent in. I'm sure it was, like, one of... Well, I don't remember exactly what it is. It was definitely one of those like contests, contests of like design your own like Mega Man character or something. Like it was definitely one of what those. What did you like, design? No, I'm trying to remember what it was now. It wasn't <laughs> I'm picturing that. Like I, small, I'm picturing like a small. Picturing like a young Paul at a table and he's drawing Paul yeah. Man. <laughs> no. Paul Man. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't even be the worst robot master they've designed officially. <laughs> Oh God, no! It was it wasn't that. Like that was just an example. It was for like a contest for something, but it was probably a contest to like win a Super Nintendo because we I didn't have a Super Nintendo for a long time. I grew up with Sega uh, stuff mainly. Um, That explains a lot. (laughs) I don't know what I can't remember what it would have been. It might have just been like a trivia thing or like right in with like your favorite whatever. That is so long ago. Okay. Yeah, nothing for me. I yeah, have, same thing. Unless we count the same thing as Paul. Like I wrote in Nintendo Power. What'd you write in? in? Like I just wrote in like trying to enter those contests because they always came with cards. Yeah. Like each episode, each issue had a contest. Okay, yeah. So I, they weren't like memorable. The The Mega Man one was memorable to me because not even because I remember that contest, but because I remember seeing what some of the submissions were like in a few months later when they post them and just being like, I should have like, I could have done better than this. <laughs> like these are absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, no, the, they were pretty much just like basic 
answer a question and like maybe we'll send you something so they're pretty not memorable yeah uh, i don't think i have i don't think i've ever written into like a magazine or whatever i do remember the shonen jump magazine um which which if people don't know it was like a collection of manga each month um mm-hmm. they did have they had these little cards and i think the idea was you would like fill out the answers and it would be like hey what's your favorite like manga currently in Shonen Jump or how would you rank these ones in Shonen Jump? And I think the idea was you would send that in to start a subscription or whatever. Yeah. And I just remembered for like the first handful of the, of the issues that I was getting, I was just filling those out and being like, all right. And then putting the, that card in the garbage just cause I just <laughs> wanted to like fill out the questions of like rank all of them in order. And I was been like, I don't like one piece at all. And then looking back, I'm like, what are you doing? Young Sean? One piece is great. Okay, we have episode titles. All right. Starting from November 4th of last year. Are these all? Oh, no, there's one from this year as well, but they're mostly from last year. So November 4th. Don't trust Sean with cooking. What? I have no idea. I don't specifically. I have no idea what the context I don't really consider be. myself a bad cook, so I feel like you could trust me with cooking. Okay, context. A question came in about what constitutes a lasagna. Oh, okay. And Sean wanted to nail down a specific answer, but was getting weird with his questioning, <laughs> causing John to say this. I was gonna say I thought I said it, but I don't remember like what he would have even said about the lasagna stuff. I mean, I remember point, as so. I was trying to get like a definition. We were, so we were yeah. talking about like what constitutes as noodles and then what constitutes yeah. as lasagna because of that. So. Oh, yeah. And then it probably went to, like, is a sandal a noodle? Like, it it's always goes to, like, is a weird thing a thing? So yep. that's probably what, yeah. November 11th, the internet peaked at Hot Wheels reviews. <laughs> I think like I'm talking about my I, nephews at that yeah, point. This, I think yeah, I think John talked about this because I don't remember specifically it. Yeah, I don't remember either. I, I think you did w- come back from playing with your nephews and you were talking about Hot Wheels, weren't you? Well, this you is played November. Hot Wheels with them. Uh, no, because that would have been December that we did that. That was from Christmas. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I might have okay. talked about my, my nephews being into like YouTubers and stuff like that, so maybe. Oh, okay. Context. Uh, you were asked about how to handle a child's internet capabilities. John remarked his nephews mostly watch Hot Wheels reviews on YouTube. Everyone agreed that's as good as the internet gets. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. <laughs> They're into like my like they watch Dream now, which makes me sad. Like one of my nephews literally has a shirt of his. I'm just like, oh, what's wait? Is and Dream a so- streamer or something? He's a he's a well known streamer and YouTuber for Minecraft, and apparently he's just like an asshole yeah it's a bummer because like the content is like yeah i could see why a kid would like this or want this and that's fine but like he's a piece of shit so you know that and you're like well i can't say anything about it yeah <laughs> well, john, you just gotta like gift them a rosa john shirt and be like this is the oh yeah I'm, you gotta they'll, they'll love of. that they'll love it oh, that no. exactly <laughs> nope. november 18th smell like a forklift i know what this is 100 percent I have no. This, oh, this, this is, is <laughs> this is the yeah. Sega fran- the Sega yep. like, like uh, 
I can't remember cologne. the word for it. Not thank you, cologne. Oh, yeah, yeah, the cologne line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That yeah. was the Shenmue one specifically. Shenmue. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I've been working with and in warehouses for years, but every time I think of a forklift, I still think of that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 25th of November, reporting live from American Thanksgiving. That's this probably me. Right? Travel. Sean saying that, yeah. It's gotta be me, yeah. Recorded, yeah, at uh, Thanksgiving. Context. Sean was celebrating American Thanksgiving on the road. Yeah, that's a... That's an easy one. Uh, December 2nd, 100 new messages. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. 100 new messages. No idea. Context. Talking about how Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is getting DLC the prob- and the probable Amalur fan discord that popped off with this news after years of nothing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Do okay. not remember this discussion. That's at all. a that's a hard poll. Holy crap. Uh, December sixteenth, a game for Sean. <laughs> I would have been up in Calgary at the time. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't remember you playing anything specifically that's like this is a game for sean this is 100 percent like my jam okay, okay december 16th i would have been playing like forts of maybe loop still I, I played a lot of loop hero at that time is that a game for sean i don't think i would have said this is a game for sean yeah. but i mean i mean i like loop hero context is oh okay Telltale announced a game based on the expanse. Sean noted that he is the middle of that Venn diagram. Yep. Okay. I never would have guessed that. Uh, the 23rd of December. Emotional support tire. <laughs> emotional support tire. What What was the date of this? The 23rd of December. Emotional right support Christmas. tire. I'm trying to think. Did John, one of us probably... get a flat tire? I didn't get a flat tire, no. No, no my tires have been fine. I mentioned. I, I don't think I mentioned that my friend had their tire blow out. I don't know what I this is. That. I have no idea. Someone in the chat really likes this one, though. They. Well, they know it, apparently. Yeah, Emotional support it? tire. Okay, Sean talked about how this one time someone stole most of his bike, leaving behind oh, right. only a tire. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. okay. I don't remember how that came up, but yes, that. I think I found that Somebody- tire the other day, actually, when I was up in up in Canada. <laughs> I was helping my mom clear out some of the garage, and I found a bike tire, and I was like, "Is this my old tire? When did I bring this? How did I even bring this up here?" Maybe you and, mailed it oh, up. Man. No, it must it would have been during the time that I was like transitioning from like internship to like living there for good. So I could have driven oh. it up. But why? Why did I not throw away that tire? Because you kept it as a reminder to be careful with the bike. Maybe always, always have a warning to all future I'm, I'm bikes. Much, yeah, I am much more careful with my bike now. Uh, final one from the 6th of January. Episode 600 Ninja, I'm coming for you. Yep, I know this one. This, yeah, this is uh, John coming after Ninja because he played Fortnite. Fortnite, <laughs> new, yeah, new Fortnite streamer. Yep, the actual yeah. thing with with my nephews. Yeah, 
Yeah. Context. During Christmas, John tipped his toes in a fortnight at the behest of the nephews, found himself enjoying it, agreeing to play with them online. Sean wanted him to save this and become a Fortnite streamer, but John figured that wouldn't end well. <laughs> All right. Thank you for saying those in. Uh, Kevin writes in, you're in a text editor and you have some text highlighted that you want to delete. Do you use backspace or the delete key? Backspace. 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 There you go. Uh, I think, John, do you want to take this next one from Rasterman? Oh, Man? we're sw- swapping up. Okay. Uh, Rasterman writes in and says, can you think of a game or other piece of media which couldn't or hardly could be translated to other languages due to how tied it is to the original one? It would have to be any game or piece of media that's written in slang. That's it. it slang is what makes it difficult. Also, I don't think there's any that couldn't. I don't think well, that exists. I think the examples I was seeing people in our Discord talk about was um, like word games would be very oh. hard because you wouldn't be able to answer them. Sure. Like a crossword, for example, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Slang's a good one, though, because you wouldn't get the slang. Um, this is always interesting. Like Ace Attorney comes to mind because whenever they do the uh, translations for that, they need to like convey a bunch of like Japanese culture, but for like an American yeah. audience. And and I think there was like an interesting thing about how in the in the very first Ace Attorney game, when they localized it, they changed the location to say that he was in Los Angeles. And since then, it is like screwed a ton of stuff up because mm-hmm. now that, that he keeps going to all of these very Japanese areas. But it's like but we said he's located in L.A. and he's just down the road from this shrine. Sure. Yeah, there's something similar with like korean media where stuff doesn't hit as hard if you don't understand like the culture on why that was made a certain way or certain things were done yeah this is like whenever you're watching anime and and you're watching like subtitles and then at the top they have to say like what this specific thing is because there is no translation for it or like why this would be relevant in that way and stuff like this it's like oh this is actually a candy that kids get if they're idiots or whatever (laughs) sure yeah yeah like our version would be like the dunce cap or something like other cultures would probably be like why the fuck is was that like an old-timey thing sure i wouldn't be surprised if the dunce cap exists in europe that almost seems like something that would come from europe yeah sure i don't think that exists in like places where they would beat a child for being (laughs) i'm also saying like i'm also did you guys ever experience a dunce cap in any form other than saw it on tv no, of course no, not. No, yeah. I'm just wondering, like... I don't think my parents' generation even did. Like, maybe my grandparents' I'd have to ask my parents have. if they ever experienced anything Dunscap-related. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should ask them that. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what they say. Uh, Shane the Destroyer. Decided to try out Mega Man X Dive with it coming to Steam. At some point, I went from this is okay to buy immediately. Have any games had one thing that just instantly caused you to drop them? And if so, what game and what caused it? Oh, yeah, they put by like B-Y-E as in they, they like no. Nope. Oh, I thought it was buys and purchase. Never mind. Yeah, yeah no, like see you later. Okay. There's yeah, definitely most, happened most to gotcha me. games, honestly. 
sure. I feel I feel like it's I haven't really gotten to a point in a lot of gotcha games where I I will play it. And then because of the gotcha, I'm out. I'm usually like, oh, it's gotcha. And I'm not really that interested. I'm sure there has been something that had made me quit on a game. I don't care about gotcha. That doesn't bother me at all. I think it just depends on how predatory or important the gotcha is. Overall. That's the thing is that like, I don't mind gotcha games, but if it really is like, Oh, you can't progress until you pay money. Then I turn it off. Like then it's done. If I can just like do whatever in it, I don't, it doesn't bother me. The other one that comes to mind and it's not exact because this one seems more like something popped up and I immediately was out, but the good place comes. To, um, sorry. The good life comes to mind. Okay. Um, but because that one is extremely tedious, but you know, I kept trying, hoping that it might ease itself out, but just it got more and more tedious. Um, so that's one that I I dropped pretty hard. Actually, I'm thinking harder about this. I don't think there has been like a moment where I completely just dropped a game because one thing happened in it. Like, it's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think there's been ever like one thing where I was immediately like, nope. Yeah, not for me either. Phantom Aegis, uh, scenario time. I've forcibly got you all got you all to be hosts of a National Geographic documentary on food. You will be eating okay. a specific country's cuisine from the famous to the most exotic. Which country are you willing to do a documentary on the cuisine? Example, if you choose. Oh, man, how do you pronounce it? Guinea? Guiana. Guiana. My mistake. Please. You'll eat a famous dish like Guyanese mutton and an exotic one like piranha or tarantula. I mean, this is easy. Japanese because I've eaten most of their cuisine. And this I like is hard because I hate a lot of food. So I would probably just pick something safe like either Americana or I would pick Italian. So Italy. Okay. Yep trying to think like what those would be so for like a t italy like the famous one would be some kind of like like pasta right like a, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then what's the most then, exotic yeah because i bet i bet some of these exotic ones like you guys won't even know about that like, that's the thing is well that, yeah that's but google like, will yeah yeah that's what I'm, <laughs> but i'm saying even even though you're choosing ones that you think are safe i bet the exotic foods from there are going to be like what are we even talking about oh no here's the answer the actual answer for me is none because i there's a I hate most foods, so I would be miserable the entire time. Too, too picky of an eater, I guess. Yeah, too, I got too limited of a palate. What are you coming across, Paul? Well, I'm coming across a lot of places you should 15 places you should try if you're in Italy. I'm not exactly getting the results I want. <laughs> Welcome to Google. Yeah. Well, what happens if I type in most exotic Japanese food? Oh, it's probably like blowfish or something, right? Yeah. Food, I mean, yeah. the first one here is like grilled eel over rice, which is. Oh, I love not, eel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Okonomiyaki's on here, so. I love uh, Okonomiyaki. Uh, this is not helping. great. That's the thing is I don't even. That's, what, that's the. Yeah, exactly. And like. Um, what would I do? You know, I'll try anything once. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of eating like some weird ass bugs like a scorpion oh, and shit yeah. like that. I would rather eat like a weird like meat 
of of like a I don't know what comes to mind, like sheep's head from Iceland or something like that before I have to eat like a centipede, like a grilled centipede. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. So, so like I'm, I'm open to doing it and, and the documentary part would be fun because it'd be a whole experiential thing of learning like this, this history of it. But I would like to pick a country that is where these two foods I pick are not going to be bug related. And this person even mentioned an exotic one like tarantula. No, thank you. I do not want to try a tarantula. I mean, I would probably try it once. Yeah, you would. Like, I don't know if not I could. like not like if I had to cook it. My I'm assuming this is like made for me in the way yeah, yeah. that like yeah. you would. Yes, yeah, we made in the most optimal oh. way. Like the most honestly, in ways. that case, I would try like literally anything. Once. I don't think I could. I like I like my my girlfriends talked to me about like going to China and get, having street vendors be like selling like fried scorpion. Oh, like, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> no, that one scares me because if there's no like actual regulations with like street vendor stuff and especially in places like China, you could just die. Like, I don't know that I like that. <laughs> okay. So then what has, it to, has to be like a, you? it like, has to be what? like made by somebody who knows how to make food. Well, like, how are you going to know if this person knows it? Like what's, what's it has the to level? be like in a restaurant or something. I'm guessing if it's through a travel channel, they're probably going to vet like who we go to. We're okay, not gonna so go as long to like as you're like technically in a building place. that looks like a restaurant, you're going to trust it. But I think that could oh, get I'm, dicey, too. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to trust whoever's vetting these places, I guess, that they're not just like some weird grandma or some voodoo priest or something <laughs> giving me food. All right. Uh, VGC Kenny writes in and says, do you want an eventual Game Pass monopoly where Game Pass just has all the games and that's what gaming is in that future? I thought maybe you meant monopoly at first. Like, that seems, yeah, <laughs> this seems weird. Uh, I mean, absolutely not. We lose as consumers if there's yeah. no competition, period. Stagnation happens. I agree with, with you. The other side of this was kind of the thing I was complaining about last week where I how I mentioned like, you know, everyone did not want cable. We liked the streaming service, but now there's so many streaming services that we're kind of back almost with cable again. You know what I mean? Because you're subscribing to so many quote unquote channels. So there there's a middle ground there. And and I think we're in it. We're in this like really great honeymoon phase where there's just kind of the ones games streaming service sorry, subscription service that's like worth, you know, its weight. But more have to be coming. Everyone's looking at this. We see Sony's rumored having their own one like that. And if we get a whole bunch of them again, we're just going to end up being like kind of right back where we were, where we're going to like subscribe for one game. So and I got to subscribe to this one because I want these games and I'm subscribed to this one because I want these games. So it's like there's like a good and a bad. And it's just like waiting for the shoe to drop on one of those directions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If Game Pass has everything, Game Pass will be like $100 a month instead of 15. We need competition, period. I totally get it. Yeah. No, competition is good for the consumer. At the same time, with the value I get, like Game Pass, I am I would pay more than I currently am for Game Pass. (laughs) Um, I mean, they tried to raise it and they couldn't. So they'll try again. 
It'll oh, they will. 100%. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It will go up for sure. Netflix just went up again last week, right? So like Game Pass is going to go up for sure. And I mean, that's where you're right. We are in the honeymoon period where we should enjoy it now because things will change and it'll be pricier and more shit to do. And yeah, I mean, yep. like we, last two years ago, we had movie pass and I was going to a movie almost every second day and look at movie pass is gone now. Yeah, because people actually used it. It was too yeah. good of a deal. It was yeah. far too good of a deal. And that's the, yeah, there you go. Dead rights. In the next five years, will Nintendo release a first party title on PC? Probably not. Do you think they ever would? Yeah. What, give me a, give me a, not, you don't have to give it a date. Do you think 10 years? Yeah. I, I could, I almost think they, in five years, maybe. I but feel I think like it being a bench- like some crossplay kind of situation. I definitely think crossplay is a thing likely in five years. I definitely think that third party studios or whatever that they have tight knit relationships with is probably yeah. First well, party I mean, Nintendo. There, there already are know. like Switch games that have crossplay with PC yeah. games. Sure. But like a Nintendo, this is Nintendo first party. So like and here's the way when they do it. Is it a brand new Nintendo game? Like we're launching day one, the new Zelda on the switch three and day one on PC. Or is it? I don't I don't think it's a big IP. I think it's like a test IP. Like how they did Dragalia Lost and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. The other one I was going to go with to finish that thought is, are you like, hey, gamers, here's Super Mario Bros. One on steam They're, for ten dollars i'm gonna be honest with you i'm surprised they haven't done that because <laughs> they hate emulation and that whole they hate that side of things i'm surprised they haven't tried to push yeah. their way in somehow you know i think it's ha- it's gonna come sooner or later just for the point of like consoles are gonna get more like pcs and pcs yeah. are gonna become more like just a streaming box and eventually the pc is not gonna mean anything because everything's gonna be a pc and that's the future and it's going to be in your heads well if you think nintendo about it all like we're already have a PCs, weird console man. yeah <laughs> nintendo will always be the outlier to me for some reason i don't think they'll ever sony and microsoft basically have console pcs right now i don't i don't know nintendo always seems like the weird cousin i mean they'll be the last kind of to do it they're going to get dragged into it kicking and screaming but yeah. eventually they'll have to right I don't know that eventually they will have to. No, well, They've kind I, of okay. always done their own thing. Yeah. I don't know. True. It's hard to tell. Everyone else is going to be like cloud gaming and Nintendo's going to be like, we've invented the puzzle. It's like a big picture. <laughs> but you have to put it together yourself. Physical media. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going back to their toy roots, honestly. <laughs> At the end of the We'd day. I'd like to introduce to you this stick and a wheel. You just keep the wheel spinning with your stick. Kids love oh, it. Oh, man. That sounds pretty good. Uh, Phantom Stick, driver. Baby. <laughs> it's ball on a cup. How many times can you get it in a row? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think all RPGs should at least should have at least the option for an experience share? This way it eliminates grinding to keep party members at similar levels and allows the party to easily be switched at any time. Or do you think it makes the game too easy and or ruins the charm of classic RPGs? should always have the option. Give me that option. You should always, always have option. an option. Any game where like my secondary party is not also leveling up just ensures I will never be using those party members and that's a bummer. Yep. Agreed. <clears throat> you should just give us every option so we can customize our own experience 
for the yeah, most that, play. Yeah. At the very least, have it as a turn-onable option. I get it in Pokemon when you have like 150 different monsters you can have, for example. Like when you just got a party of seven, but the game only supports like groups of three or four, and you just have like, oh, there's this other team I just don't want to use. And they're like five levels behind now, so there's no point focusing on them. Like it, it sucks. Yep. I am a big fan of a player level and like you're leveling up like in Pokemon. The way you could do it is your trainer levels up. And as your trainer is more experienced in handling Pokemon, every Pokemon is now able to like do like, say, level seven of their level seven ability because you can handle them properly. Like I like that more than actually just saying this Pokemon is now smarter or better at fighting or whatever. I like just the main thing leveling up or items leveling up that you can switch between party members i like that stuff way more okay as a system right on that's gonna do it for questions if you would like to send in a question for next week it's top down respective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box what's your game of the week mine's Mm. nobody saves the world vampire saviors or survivors, vampire survivors. Man, I'm gonna give it to Sucker for Love. That thing was real good. <laughs> um, are we were supposed to be doing January's TDP Plus episode after this, which is Neo: The World Ends with You. We are going to push that back uh, to next week so that we can all get through more of it because that game is long. The February game has been decided. It is Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. which I still need to make a post announcing that on the, the Patreon. Um, and for the TVP fans, next episode, which will be coming this Monday, I believe, is going to be about the first five episodes of the Peacemaker show on HBO. Uh, oh, I'm watch that. that. I've heard really good things. Dude, you it, should watch that. It's it's pretty <laughs> enjoyable. Um, how, do you, how do you watch it in Canada right now? Is it just on Crave? Crave. Yeah. Uh, you we'll want my you login? I'll give you my login. <laughs> maybe, off maybe, maybe okay. I do. All right, cool. <laughs>